Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every film from the IMDb Top 250, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and Dean, I'm glad I have you with me here, in spirit at least, or on my computer screen. And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and if you or I were in a fellowship, you would be the Pippin of our group, Hendo. Hmm. What the fuck was uh, your intro? Uh, is, that, is, uh, is that a line from the movie I've forgotten? That's the final line of the film. <laughs> Lord of the Rings buff over there. What was it again? I'm glad I have you with me. Nice. Man, did you even watch the film? I've watched it three times in the last two weeks. <laughs> three times. The extended and, editions. Anyway, what the film we're talking about, we are breaking down The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, part two. Part two. Us. So if you have not yes. listened to part one, please do so before listening to this. Because all Absolutely. the good stuff will be in part one. Well, this is go- it's a little different now, isn't it, I'm Dean? looking forward to your extended trivia you have this week. I feel like last week uh, you didn't oh. like that I actually brought some trivia to the table. I sort of stole your thunder for most of the episode. So I thought this oh, week... I deleted all my so trivia. I, so I thought this week, you know what? I'm going to let you take the reins, all right? You can, you can take over the trivia for part two of Fellowship of the Ring. And, Surely, and after will, watching it three times now, and I will that react. you would just have it engulfed in your brain. No, 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 no. I won't. I won't cut you off or nothing. You can take all the fame and glory of giving out, you know, little tidbits of trivia. Did you lose your notes? No, it's just all the trivia is for part one. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's like you don't you don't look up trivia for the second half of Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> uh, but how you going, mate? What's going on? Yeah, good, you mate. Look a little, how you uh, going? Look, look, you look a little screeny today. What does that mean? It means this is the first time we're recording separately. Yes, it is. Uh, we have been greatly affected by COVID-19 and we are isolating in our separate domiciles. Yeah, so Dean has uh, reverted. He's gone back in the closet for this. I'm in my ensuite right now. Yeah, I think I can see a, uh, a shower head in the background there. <laughs> hey, it's 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 the smallest room in the house with the best sound. So here we are. Nah, fair enough. What are we doing today, mate? Well, after the breakdown, we're going to take a look at some reviews you guys have given for the movie. We're going to look at our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite Sean Bean death? Which is our top five as usual. We're going to find out who wins our competition for that. We're going to take a look at some results of the best 2010s film tournament. And then after all that, we're going to tell you that the next film we're breaking down is The Two Towers. Oh, we'll see. Still got a pick to throw out there, Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, let's get into it. Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list? So the biggest movers up here are a lot of films neither of us have seen. The highest mover this fortnight was Capernaum has gone from 108 to the top 100. Are you a big Capernaum fan? Uh, Not now, not ever. Ooh, not ever? You never know. You could watch it and it'd be sensational. I really don't think I'm ever going to watch it, to be honest. It's in the top 100 now. You don't think we're going to be getting to it at some point in the next eight years? We're not doing the plethora of Indian films in there. We will do the entire 250, my friend. No one is going to listen to a breakdown of Capernaum, followed by a breakdown of- They will listen to us breaking down- Next Bollywood film. Now listen to us breaking down the weather, all right? Followed by next Hollywood, sorry, Bollywood film. It's uh, I feel like we need to have some uh, discussions when we hit that point. Sure. Let's let's talk about that again in eight years. 1917 has dropped down four spots to number 77. Two films that we've done breakdowns on have dropped a little bit. Sherlock Jr. has gone from 195 to 198, and Unforgiven has dropped from 128 to 130. God, I don't even remember breaking down Sherlock Jr. Pretty sure it's still our shortest breakdown we've done. 
And still longer than the movie? I don't think it was. I think the episode <laughs> might have been longer than the movie. Yeah. And if we're looking up top of the list here or close to it, The Pianist and Terminator 2 Judgment Day have swapped spots from 36 to 37. Other than that, I guess I can say uh, Avengers Endgame has gone down two spots to 70. That's about it. That's your, that's your update for the top 250. Where's Parasite at? Didn't move. Where's Parasite at? 26. Ah. Oh, Joker did go down two spots to 50. Ah. How do we end that? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, Endo. Fair enough. All right. Before we get into Fellowship of the Ring Part 2, please be aware that we will be spoiling not only this, but also Part 1 of Fellowship of the Ring. So (laughs) if you haven't seen Part 1, but you have seen Part 2, just be cautioned. But in all seriousness, we will be spoiling the entire trilogy. So if you haven't, for some reason, seen Two Towers or Return of the King yet, I strongly recommend that you proceed with caution. And with that being said, let's get into the Fellowship of the Ring, part two. This task was appointed to you, and if you do not find a way, no one will. The enemy has many spies, birds, beasts. Something draws near. I can feel it. Get off the road! Hide! Always remember Frodo. Is trying to get back to its master. It wants to be found. Let us hope that our presence may go unnoticed. They are coming. Alright, Dean. I think we fittingly left off at the start of the actual fellowship journey. But we didn't actually leave off with them leaving the house of Elrond, no. though, did we? No. We have a couple of a couple of discussions here before they head off on their journey. Yeah, we get this weird super obviously extended scene only. <laughs> uh, this with, is definitely extended. <laughs> with Aragon clearing some leaves off a statue. Who <laughs> uh, apparently it's his mother? Is that what you got from that? I I don't I don't know. All I all I got from this was that it's a burden that he is supposed to be the rightful heir because we found out in the scene prior that he is actual, actually the rightful heir to the throne. So we get a little bit more of uh, what he thinks about that, basically. Yeah, but again, I feel like we're sort of already... If we haven't already touched on it, we're going to touch on it many times over. So it really is... This scene is pretty uh, pretty pointless for me. One of Probably one of the you know worst scenes in the film, I'd have to say. Extended for extended sake. Yeah, uh, but they do mention... Uh, Narsil here, the the sword of kings that Isildur or Isildur, as you would say, wielded. Isildur. All the all those <laughs> all those years ago, and they've said that only the elves can put it back together. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Who knows what's going to happen from that? We're going to see some elves, I reckon. But we get Bilbo talking to Frodo, gives him some special equipment. You gotta you gotta give him uh, Chekhov's. Uh, what's it called? The the chain mail that he wears. Called Mithril, Hendo. Did you make any yeah. notes? Chekhov's Mithril. <laughs> Chekhov's Mithril. Chekhov's Mithril. Mithril. But but he gets a little glimpse of the ring here. Oh my god, this face that Ian Holm pulls here is terrifying. <laughs> yes, act great acting of him to pull that face. That it he was. Makes. I don't know how he did it. It's, oh, it's like he put his <laughs> eyes like further back into his skull. It was incredible. No, I remember when I saw that the first time and uh, scared the, the shit fuck out of you. Out, yeah, you of course. Yep. Definitely. But this is where everyone leaves. I do like this innocent little quote from Frodo. He's like, Mordor Gandalf, 
Is it left or right? Yeah. Which way is it to, to Mordor? I feel like that is extended as well. Would it? I, I would see that in the film. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. I could be wrong, but I, I, that was the scene I was like, oh, shit, I don't remember that. No, fair enough. I think they just walk out. But yeah, no, that was a good that was a good touch. The, you know, like even though I mean he's basically I mean, is he he's sort of the leader of this group. Is he the leader? Well, he's, I think he's he's literally he's, he's got- literally leading the group out of Elrond as, you know, the ring bearer. And but everyone's he, telling him he where doesn't to know go. where to go. And they're like, yeah, he's the leader because when it comes to deciding which way they're gonna go later, he's the one that ultimately decides. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. He has the he has the ring, he has the control. He's the one that decides it all. What about all of this? When we're leaving here, we've got amazing locales. The score at this point. Oh, the score oh, is amazing. It's so fantastic. It's so good. And yeah, you say the locales. Yeah. <laughs> Locations, locales. What? That, what? what what's know. the problem? That it's beautiful, beautiful sweeping shots of New Zealand countryside. Absolutely loved it. I must. Good. I must say good. though. Why? Why only one horse? Surely, if you're going on a super long trek, you'd all get a horse. They could pony up for the hobbits at least. Pony, <laughs> pony, I get it? Get it? Because they're little. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's that's good. How long did it take you to write that no, one down? No, 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 I didn't even write that one down. I just came up with that oh, off the bat. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're going to take uh, the gap of Rohan into Mordor. Any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on that, Hendo? <laughs> We're just going to. I was waiting to see your response. <laughs> We're just going to say what's Is happening. Is that a smart now. move? Is it a smart move to take the gap of Rohan? I mean, yeah. you know, they they uh, they destroy the ring, so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Worked perfect. You could argue every move they made was a smart move. What about this, where they're taking a break and the birds start flying over, ready to? Oh, uh, this this was so stupid. Yeah. Seriously, like if if you are ever unsure of uh, Gimli's uh, intelligence, him seeing a clearly pack of birds, flock of birds flying around and going, "Ooh, it's just a wisp of cloud." <laughs> like, you idiot! Well, it doesn't even look like it. It's clearly birds. But no, they are, you know, spies of Saruman. So Saruman can just openly speak to birds now, can he? Is he Bran Stark? Okay. I wasn't expecting a Game of Thrones pull. <laughs> what about just before the birds come up? There's a couple of little good character interactions Yeah, I'm here. glad you brought this up. You got Boromir yeah. here with uh, this quick, like, training scene with Merry and Pippin here. I think it's important that we do see a softer side of Boromir as... Pretty much as often as possible that we can because he yes. gets so he gets so much negative content in here. Bad edit, you could say. More, but he, he gets some. It's like it turns into a redemptive arc, especially at the end. Yeah, like you said, having it here with Merry and Pippin really pays off right at the end when you know what happens happens with those three, basically. Yeah, you know this is extended only. Surely not. I remember this scene. No, you don't. Extended. I definitely remember the, the sword training and then the falling over and the, and the laughing and having a giggle. But no, we, we get Gimli here. He's like, ah, oh, why are we going up the mountain? We should go through it to the mines of Moria. Yeah, no one wants to do that. No, no, they don't. But in- let's, let's climb along this, the snowy mountains. Yeah, how good's the snow look? Looks amazing. How good is that shot when he drops the ring and it's just right front and center with oh, them in the background? It's crisp. It's crisp. How the Absolutely hell does he drop crisp. that ring, though? In all seriousness. Like, they say the ring has a mind of its own. If he actually drops the ring there, doesn't realize it, and they walk off, I mean, no one's finding that damn ring. No, that's done. Yeah. Buried it's like when it, fell, it's like it went snow. into the water when Isildur 
was killed and it stayed under there for what, like 500 years? Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Sauron does not want to wait another 500 years. <laughs> the ring drops in the snow, they keep walking. Like, for fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> like, damn it, Saruman, you went too far. <laughs> but there are some good quotes here. I do like the one from Boromir here. It is a strange fate that we should suffer so much fear and doubt over so small a thing. Yeah, it's a good quote. you got to get as many Boromir quotes in as you can here because uh, Sean Bean, he's, he's not lasting in this film. So let's get as, as much Sean Bean in this film as possible. Thank God Aragorn's there to, you know, save the day. Just so like... Give the room back to Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> and you see he's got his, you know, his hand on his sword ready for battle if need be. Yep, just in case. Uh, Boromir playing, uh, playing like he doesn't care. He's like, I cannot. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. We can all see. <laughs> Look at you, mate. No, but like we said, they're in the snowy mountains and Saruman starts to bring down these these cliffs on them. He's trying to How bring do down the mountain. This? How do they survive this? I mean, it's just snow. It's right on the edge of a cliff. Should have said, surely you should have had like a Pippin fall off, maybe. Wow. Let's lose one of the. Let's lose one of them. You want to lose Pippin, but I mean, at this point, yes. How would we uh, do all that great stuff that he does later on? <laughs> Well, I mean, you remember all that that stuff. You've watched them all like three or four times in the yeah, last he's, week. He's pretty useless, though, I've got to say. Well, I can't wait to see what he does next. Now, but like you said, they let Frodo decide if they're going to continue on the Snowy Mountains or if they're going to actually go through the Mines of Moria. Which, to be honest, I think he's bullshit because Frodo does not have all the information. Frodo does not know as much as anyone else knows about, you know, the way to Mordor. Gandalf knows that something has been awakened. He knows about this, you know, this beast in the Mines of Moria. Frodo's got no idea. He hasn't told him, hey, listen, we can go this way, but we're going to get attacked by a literal demon, or we could go this way. Oh, I think we should. It sounds like a cop out from Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf. Not it's like, hey, hey, Frodo picked it. I wasn't me. It was Frodo's fault. Not the best decision from uh, Gandalf there. No, it wasn't. So with this spot where he can't remember the password to get in, is this extended? No, it just <laughs> feels extended. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations between everyone else. While they're waiting for the door to open, that's definitely extended for sure. I don't remember any of that. When they send the send the horse away, was that part of it? Yeah, Bill. Wow, really? Yeah, definitely. What, you think they just all of a sudden don't have a horse? Had no horse. Continuity error. No. It, it died on the snowy mountains. All that How stuff. How did the horse all make that, it up the snowy mountains, by the way? All that stuff is in there, man. All right. But do you think, so they get to this door, right, which can only be seen in the light of the moon. Now, wouldn't you be super confused if you got there in daytime? Well, if you're looking for it, don't you know that it's in the light of the moon? So wouldn't you just it's wait a until wall, dark like, to find it? They're just going past a wall. If the moonlight wasn't there, they wouldn't be seeing a door there. It's not like Gandalf they, Would, they, has, be lo- would not- they be looking for the door in the light? I mean, now that you've said that, it seems pretty obvious they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's just general logic. What about this uh, tentacle monster that comes out to take Frodo just as they're about to walk into the door? Oh, no, they're actually in there, aren't they? No, they're in there, and then they decide to leave. Where where are they going to go back up the snowy mountains after this? Yeah, they're going to go back to that gap of Rohan, probably, Hendo. Yeah, good choice. (laughs) Nah, because they can go go closer to Gondor, but Gandalf doesn't want to go near Denethol because he's a weirdo. All right, if you say so. Oh, yeah, you don't remember the other movies, do you? (laughs) No. You're saying all these big long words. I'm like, okay, I'm so sure. What you, so what I'll are your what are your memories of Denethor? Uh, you said it a couple of seconds ago. 
Nice. That's about it. Hold on. Before we before we get to this big Kraken-like thing, uh, there is a great burn from Gandalf here. Now, one of the best things about Pippin is how angry he makes Gandalf the entire time. <laughs> Gandalf says to like Pippin asks some stupid questions like, oh, what's that? Oh, maybe we need a password or something. And Gandalf's just like, he says we should smash his head against the wall and get some peace. <laughs> it's like, man, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it- He's sick of his ship, and especially what happens coming up as well. I'm surprised he didn't actually smash his head on a wall or something. I mean, it's because of the two stupid hobbits that this Kraken thing comes out of the water. Is it both of them? Yeah, it's both oh, of them. Yeah, they're both Mary rocks. and Pippin yeah. throwing rocks in the, in the lake. They're just like, oh. oh. Just stop it, you twats. Do not disturb. But surely if they knew they'd done that, wouldn't they, be, wouldn't they have someone like keeping an eye on what is happening in there? Well, they all turn their back on this water. They really are like children that you need to watch at all times. Yes, absolutely. God, I hope that's not racist. Well, I don't, you don't have to keep an eye on Sam. What? No, you don't have to keep an eye on, on Sam. No, nah, Frodo as well. Sam and Frodo are fine, but Merry and Pippin, man. You but... keep an eye on Frodo because you need to protect him. That's you what Sam's for. keep an eye on Merry and Pippin so they don't fuck up shit. <laughs> Gimli's got some great... We get, to, we get some Golem backstory here, don't we? Oh, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Gimli's got some great lines. Oh, you're not done. Ah, Gimli's got some great lines. Uh, I always love the way that he says, and they called it a mine. A mine. I don't even remember that. Are you serious? It's a classic. And they call it a mine. A mine. But like I said, this is our this is our Gollum backstory here. Yeah, I forgot we actually see Gollum in the Fellowship of the Ring. Well, haven't we already at the start? Oh, we saw it like his hands up, like ah. Can I ask you the the scene? Where we see Andy Circus before he becomes Gollum and with his cousin. Is that is that the start of Return of the King? Yes, it is. I it's thought Smeagol so. and I Deagle. Smeagol and Deagle. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a lot of thought into those names. I mean, Smeagol's pretty cool, but yeah, they must have been like last minute J.R.R. writing his book. He's like, oh shit, I, f- I, f- I still haven't come up with a name. Let's go Deagle. Pulls a letter out of the hat. We do get a bit of a little time stamp here because we really don't know how long these these people are are walking around. But Gandalf does say that it's a four day like journey to the other side of the mine. So even though we see this in I don't know what is it half hour sequence here, there's a, there's a days yeah. of walking that they've done. Well, thank God they cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the extended extended version. Uh, no, but Gandalf does mention the mithril uh, that Bilbo had, and says that he never told him that it's worth more than the you know entire Shire. Again, you gotta, you just gotta get that Chekhov's mithril, just to remind everyone. Hey, remember that mithril? You know, <laughs> remember that mithril be, we saw ten minutes ago? <laughs> Don't forget, yeah, it's coming. But, but again. Uh, I- just going back to Gandalf and Frodo's discussion when they're talking about Gollum. Uh, there's a really there's a really important uh, conversation they have here. And basically, Frodo, Frodo comes out and says it's a pity that Bilbo didn't kill him when he had the chance. Which I would say is a bit aggressive for Frodo and everything we've learnt about Frodo. We haven't really seen a mean side to him. And even though this you know creature's been following them for three days or whatever, it's still... It's still an odd thing for Frodo to say that I wish he I wish he was dead. And Gandalf comes back with, you know Many that live deserve death. And some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them, Frodo? 
I just think it's really important because the notion of pity and mercy comes up a number of times in this trilogy and plays a huge part in the endgame, which we'll talk about at the end of Return of the King. But this little conversation here, I think, is one of the most important conversations in this trilogy. Do you think this has anything to do with maybe the ring sort of seeping in? Oh, into like Frodo's psyche? Yeah. Not really, to be honest, no. I mean, you could you could say it, it could, but... We haven't really seen anything else to suggest that, and he doesn't say it in one of his, you know, possessed slow-mo, eyes rolled back in his head moments. So, I don't think so, but, I mean, yeah, it could be. What about because because he has to go and do what he's doing right now? Everything that's happened because Bilbo didn't take the chance to kill this, this golem creature... Maybe he's because he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be doing this. He wanted to go home. He wanted to go back to the Shire. But now he's stuck on this journey of you know what looks like death. Maybe he's just saying you know if if Bilbo had just done what he did, what you know what he should have done, we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting point talking about like Frodo's motivations on why he's doing this, and I think it it basically just does come down to because at heart he is he is good. He is pure. And the hobbits as a whole are a very peaceful and good-natured race. But I think Frodo in particular is, you know, arguably one of the purest characters here, which is why it's so important where his story ends up at the end. So, yeah, it's just sort of something to put a pin in for now and we'll come back to later, I think. Fair enough. But what's the next thing that happens here, mate? It's Pippin just screwing up shit as usual. What is he doing? Honestly, what is he doing here? I mean, he sees something, you know, and he wants to touch it. What did he think was going to happen? What did he want to do by touching this skeleton? That's like sitting on the edge of a well. What what was his intention? What 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 did he like I don't understand it. How can someone be that stupid? Yeah, he's the worst. Oh, yeah, for sure. But obviously the sound that he makes here <laughs> gets, you know, gets the attention of all, you know, all the orcs and everything and it's like goblins, that's the one. The goblins. And we get a big goblin attack here, aka Stormtroopers, because these guys can't shoot anything for shit. Actually, they are orcs, because Sting glows blue, doesn't it? Does it? Pretty sure it does here. I think they are orcs. Uh, What do you think of this attack? I love this attack. This whole scene in Moria's, this whole sequence, pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it is good. It is good. I did enjoy this. Like, this is a very long battle. Um... Uh, yeah, like you see, you see the, you see the, you know, we have a cave troll. Very much reminded me of, and took me days to actually remember what this line that Boromir says, like, they have a cave troll. Reminded me of John Hammond. We have a T Rex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that sound like? Nah, cave troll. Oh, righto. I didn't pick up on that, but that's a good pickup. And you got Legolas. He's got his two blades happening, which I really liked. I wish he used his blades more. How good is it when he jumps on the. On the on the troll. Oh, so good. Can't wait to see more of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got a lot more of that coming seriously, up. Seriously, Legolas has had like three lines so far in this film. I never realised how this... little Legolas says. And you have my bow. And my That's his axe. biggest one? Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> of course. Does does Gimli use his axe well in this? How's he, how does he go with it? I mean, how do any of the... How does Gimli fight against these things? How do how do the hobbits not immediately die? All of them. Exactly. Like, it's because you got it's it's because they're stormtrooper orcs. A hobbit. No one not, anyone. Should not be able to hold a candle to an orc fighting. Like I just, I you could just see the troll just like that. All the all the the hobbits just run right at it, charging. And you just like flick, 
Just flicks them away with one finger. Boom, you're done. I did like that we see Aragon face the troll one-on-one and get his ass kicked. Yeah, because that's what should happen. Yes, but we might see some growth in this character in a later movie, Hendo. Oh, come on. <laughs> I wonder what will happen next time Aragon faces a troll one-on-one. He doesn't ride it, does he? No, no, no. That's Legolas and those big elephants. Yeah. Arrows seem to be the thing to use here. If you're going to take down one of these trolls, distance and arrows. No, no, no. Close proximity and arrows. <laughs> Either way, arrows. I've never seen... Right in the face. <laughs> I've never thought of arrows as a good close counter, you know, really up in the trenches. Let's get my bow and arrow out. But no, Legolas pulls it off. This is pretty pretty frightening a little bit where... You okay? Uh, I've, I've recovered. Where Frodo's trying to hide behind the pillar as the troll is, like, poking his head around. That wasn't frightening. A little, little smart smart uh, troll there, changing the changing his direction around I the mean, pole. Compared to Frodo, sure. Yeah, sure. But he gets stabbed. Holy yes. shit, is this oh the end? Oh, my God, Frodo's dead. Who would have thought? Ah, if only I hadn't had the word mithril crammed into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the slow-mo that uh, Peter Jackson likes to use in these films? Like when he got stabbed? Yes. Exactly like the no. time he got stabbed, Hendo. No. Uh, is he trying to... Obviously, he's trying to make it more dramatic, but who honestly believes that Frodo is going to die now? He got stabbed about an hour ago in the movie. I forget that was the lived. same movie. Are they going to kill him now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are they going to kill him, like, what, an hour later in the film? Yeah. Like, how many times does this guy want to get stabbed and be all right? Yeah, I guess there's more to this hobbit than meets the eye, you could say. That's true. But them running through the corridor... And they should, they, should immediately, they should immediately get destroyed here when they get yes. circled by everyone. And it's like, ah, oh, there's no way they'll get out of this now. But no, there's a Balrog. That's right, there is a Balrog. I must say, the design of this Balrog demon is really, really great. Yeah, it does it, look good. Because it does feel like a being that is like all fire, but at the same time, it has some sort of body to it. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it doesn't look uh Oh, and the CGI like holds flame. up like perfectly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, like the tro- with this, the, with this troll, the troll was a little clunky in parts, but the Balrog yeah. is yeah perfect. No, definitely. What about this uh this staircase scene where they're rocking on the the stone that's yeah. breaking? Yeah, we get the no one tosses a dwarf. Can't Doesn't wait for that, that to come back. Later on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the CGI in the scene was a tad a tad iffy, I must say. Yeah, I'm I really don't want to pick on the CGI for these films. I think well, for the not? time, you- I think for the time, they were the best looking thing we'd ever seen. So, but does it hold up now? Yes, it does, Hendo. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> How good's the shot with uh, um, Legolas shooting the arrow, and like it's the point of view of the arrow going straight straight into the, the orc's head. Yeah, it was good. It was good. In case you couldn't tell, Legolas is pretty pretty good on this bow and arrow. Pretty good, eh? He's, he's the, definitely pretty good. He's the anti-stormtrooper. He has not missed a shot ever in his life. There, I'll, I'll mention it now. There's a, a scene right towards the end in the final battle where there's just a, an unbroken shot of Legolas just shooting arrow after arrow into these orcs. Yeah, those they arrows are see- CGI. Yep. Stop it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. I was trying to get you off guard. Nah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I knew where you were going, yeah. but I was already there. Yep. CGI arrows. Because yeah. no, no one can do it that fast. Not even Orlando Bloom. No. Who do you reckon's a better shot? Legolas in Lord of the Rings or Bullseye in Daredevil? What? It's Legolas. But Bullseye never misses, Hendo. He, he died. He says, I never miss. And you know what else he says? Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does too, doesn't he? 
All right, we got Gandalf's uh, death. You must have been pretty sad seeing Gandalf die here. We're certainly going to miss having Sir Ian McKellen on our screens for the next 10 hours of Lord of the Rings, aren't we? Excellent! <laughs> That's right. This is my favourite scene. Your favourite scene, is it? Absolutely. This is awesome. This Gandalf Balrog fight. Oh, it, it looks it looks amazing. It holds up so well here. The the lighting of the scene, the CGI, the score, that iconic quote. You shall not pass. It's all fantastic. I love this scene so much. And when I watched it the first time, I I knew nothing about Lord of the Rings, so. When that Balrog falls and that whips back up and grabs him, I'm like, holy shit! And that, Come on, you fools! And he falls to his death, and the, <laughs> the Peter Jackson slow mo, there it is. No! From Frodo, and there's <laughs> the, the soppy music. Oh, it, it, it feels a bit corny, but holy shit, I bought into it. This was this whole scene here was just fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, it's not a bad excellent at all, Hendo. Uh, great scene. I, I Honestly, I almost like the scene immediately after it just as much, where they, they're out of the mind, they're all outside, and you see them all crying, and Aragorn's just like, come on, Legolas, Gimli, get them up. Boromir, come on. And Boromir's like, move. give them a moment for pity's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then and then you see Frodo who's not crying like, you know, a little hobbit like the other three. He's sort of off in the distance and Aragorn calls out to him and when he turns around and you got that like single huge tear just falling down his cheek, man. Yeah. I don't think we give Elijah Wood much credit in this movie, but this this moment he is fantastic. No, definitely. Do you have some trivia here for me, or do I have free reign on this one? Peter Jackson apparently told Elijah Wood to uh, uh, give a look of grief that was frightening. That's not my trivia. Oh, what do you got? I got this whole scene where they're mourning Gandalf. No one had met Ian McKellen yet. Oh, yeah, I did say that. I did say oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah, so you say it now. Oh, all- I, I knew that one. I did. They're all very sad, and I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing they're acting, Hendo. I mean, isn't that what they're supposed to be doing? What else are they doing? By nightfall, these hills will be swarming with orcs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Oh, shit. All right, the elves. The elves have arrived. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, this elf scene was pretty extended here in this edition, especially the start where that male elf, I don't know his name. Did you get it, Dan? Nope. Shocker. Um, he's he's sort of like, oh, we can't let you in. You carry too much evil. And then literally 30 seconds later, they're, he's letting them in. And I couldn't work out why. Yeah, they don't explain that, do they? He's so strong with his, uh, yeah, you're not coming in with that. And then for no reason, yeah, all right. All right, let's go. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, you did mention extended scenes. This, like, I can even tell, some of these scenes, they are just so, so extended. This whole Sam making a poem... Like Aragorn and Boromir just just having a chat, setting up their a bit more of their relationship. All of this is like, come on, yeah. this this was not part of it. This is this this is a bit slow, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, but I, I I was never a big fan of the scene where Frodo offers Galadriel the ring, and she goes, oh, she goes, she goes, she, she crazy. does, a, she does a Bilbo. You didn't like this? No, nah, not really. Did Why? you? Oh, I just I thought the effect was really wonky. Oh, I thought it held up. And I think it just shows how strong and powerful this ring is that even this this pure elf just can't contain herself. She still doesn't take it, though. But she gets bloody close, doesn't she? To turn like that. But before they go, we get this extended edition scene of everyone getting a gift, which I found really odd. 
It's almost like Galadriel was not prepared because she's like, all right, <laughs> Merry and Pippin have these fantastic knives and Sam, here's this really special elven rope, which, by the way, he is not a good gift receiver. He's like, oh, got any more of those cool daggers? So like, listen here, dickhead, you just got given this elvish <laughs> rope. You know, smile and say thank you. Well, Merry and Pippin got knives. Well, they need it. No, they probably accidentally stabbed themselves. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then she gets to Gimli and it's like, what do you want? <laughs> like, she has nothing for him. It's like, what can I give you? It's like, uh, I just want to look at you one more time. It's like, what? Come on. But they're all cruising down the river here and we get it intercut with the orcs coming coming after him because Saruman has let them loose. They're, uh, they're ready to take them on. Yeah, I did like the little uh, explanation of what an orc is and how orcs were elves once that, you know, dark powers have tortured and mutilated them. Now they're these Urukais. I, li- I really yeah, like they the design. Like, they sound like mean bastards. I really like the design of the orcs in this. And we- Oh, yeah. They're great. And the white hand of Saruman as well. That's great. And the main, the main mini boss, we've looked him up. His name is Lurtz. Oh, I swear you were going to say Lurch then. No, Lurtz. You rang Saruman. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big uh, Adams Family guy, so. But you knew it, and you understood it. I mean, I know who Lurch is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we get more footage here of Gollum still following him, Boromir and Aragorn arguing again. Yep. This rede- like they're really trying to set up their, I guess, their redemption with each other towards the end as well, with their, you know, my king speech later on yeah which is good because that's a good moment so it's good that we we i mean i, li- I really like boromir and i really like aragorn Bor- boromir so. biggest interaction is with aragorn like does he ever interact with legolas and gimli and all them mm, don't think so no, but in fairness he definitely focuses in fairness legolas does not say a single word to frodo in this film yes he does uh, he says and, and you have my bow yeah but you know what does gimli say to him <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> There's really not a lot of Sam in this movie either. No, there really isn't. Like, you wouldn't watch this and realise how important a role Sam is going to play here. Is the next thing we really see of Sam is him nearly drowning himself? Yeah, yeah. He's not the, he's not the <laughs> sharpest tool there, Sam, but we'll get to that. He gets better. How good do the King's statues look when they were rowing past them? Yeah. Wow, so enthusiastic about the king statues. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just uh, having a look at what I've written down. Uh, long have I desired nothing. to look, look absolutely upon, nothing. Look upon the kings of old. It's good that like Aragon does actually refer to these kings of old as his kin. Yeah, which is an interesting choice of words. I thought for him, considering he's basically renounced who he is, you know, by his birthright at this point. Well, maybe he's maybe he's feeling it, especially after that uh, sweeping of the leaves off his mother's statue. Oh, he's feeling it, all right. Yeah, I think he is, especially after all these extended uh, Boromir discussions he's had. Surely, I think he, he's getting the getting the idea. Yeah, I think Boromir's repeated discussions of him being like, "Nah, you don't want to be king." Is sort so of maybe I do, mate. Is sort of planting the oh, uh, maybe I do want to be king. Yeah, reverse psychology. But uh, now we're at the point where Frodo's decided he wants to go it alone, so he just walks away. Yeah, and who does he bump into? His good mate Boromir. Yeah, who you know is a pretty nice guy. He's he's gently suggesting that uh, Frodo could lend him the ring. Yeah, just lend it. I'll I'll bring it back. I promise. I just need it for a couple of minutes. Gotta take it down the street. <laughs> you are not yourself. I love Frodo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa, easy there, big fella. It's a bit aggressive here. Oh, it gets really aggressive. He tries to... Very quickly. What I don't understand is when Frodo does put the ring on and turns invisible, it's like he's disappeared. Like, it's not like he's invisible. It's like he's not there anymore. Like, Boromir was yeah, on like, top yeah, of Boromir him. Yeah, Boromir falls through him. He was on top of him. He puts the ring on and, yeah. oh, he's gone. Like, you could still feel him. Can he? Yes. Is that what it does? Yes, it just turns him invisible. Because Aragorn pulls him pulls him out of the pub when he's invisible at one point. Oh, he does too. Hmm, interesting. Maybe the ring has different effects on how pure people are. Fuck off. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. But, I mean, Boromir, for all his faults, he says, you will take the ring to Sauron, you'll be the death of us, of us all. He's not far from the truth. He's got, he's got an idea. A little, if only he knew to uh, avoid arrows. But I think he is good at heart, our Boromir, because once he does sort yeah, of get oh, away, sure. from, once he gets away from the ring, he sort of does break down crying, saying like, "What have I done?" So yeah. he, he he's he's at least self aware. But even when Frodo comes back, like he takes the ring off, and Aragorn's there, he's super wary of him too. He's he doesn't trust anyone. I mean, do you blame him? It's not like he knows no, Aragorn much more than he knows Boromir at this point. Yeah, they're both. Men. Men are evil, Hendo. Well, in, in this, you know, world of different races of elves and dwarfs and men, the only men he's known, well, one of them's tried to basically attack him and kill him. At least half. Yeah, that's a bad ratio. And Frodo's got another good line here where Aragorn says, like, I swore to protect you. And Frodo says, Can you protect me from yourself? It is a good line. It's a good thing, piece. But he, he does sort of hold his hand out with the ring exposed, like sort of offering it to Aragorn here. Yeah, he's testing him. He wants to see what's up. Yeah, but, you know, he can test him all he wants. If Aragorn wanted it, he would just take it at this point. Yep. Maybe in, ba- in Frodo, the back of Frodo's mind, maybe he wants him to take it. Maybe he wants him to be done with this. Yeah, but he do- they do sort of have this uh, unspoken understanding here where Frodo's going to go off by himself now and leave the fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frodo says, oh, look after Sam. He won't understand. Perfect timing too because here come the orcs. Yeah, Aragon versus like 100 orcs here and it's never in Slow-mo. Of course. I mean, I don't don't mind this slow-mo. I don't mind Aragon fighting orc slow-mo. It looks good. It does look good. And Viggo Mortensen, he's so good in this film, isn't he? Oh, he's amazing. But finally, we get Merry and Pippin actually doing something useful. They start yelling at the orcs. Yeah, bloody time. Yeah, to distract them. And then, of course, they wind up in a world of shit because they can't fight orcs. So Boromir comes along and saves them. Again, Boromir, you know, saving the hobbits. Good guy, Boromir. Does he save them? Yes. They yes. took the little ones. I don't think he <laughs> saved anyone. Well, he tried. Well, what? He tried. Well, All right. Intentions. It meant a lot. He did his best. And he failed. But he does blow the horn of Gondor here, which does come back later. Well, I look forward to that then. Do you remember the horn of Gondor? I remember it from this movie. Okay. Well, it comes back. Well, there we go. Oh, I love this fight. This whole big orc fight here is fantastic. So well set up. The orcs look amazing. They do. And the and the big bad orc. Did you what do you call him? The white hand of Sauron? Well, it, is that what he is? I mean, they they all have the white hand of S- Saruman on them, not Sauron. All right then, Saruman, the big mini boss. What do you? Uh, no, Lurch. That's it. Lurch. Not Lurch. Lurch. Nah, he's Lurch. No, it's Lurch. Um, yeah, you no. rang, Sean B. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this scene's amazing to the point where it's actually my excellent. 
Yeah, you hadn't said anything, so I assumed it was this. It's certainly not Sam Drowning. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not Sam Drowning. <laughs> nah, this scene, this scene is great. And it's not just it's not just the Sean Bean death scene, It's which is great. Like, the sound design here, the arrows, they feel... The arrows feel so powerful when they're going into Sean Bean here. And there's such it's such a long, drawn-out death scene as well. Like, every time you think, all right, he's shot, he's down now, that's it. He gets back with so much vigor and energy and fights more and then he's about he's alerts is about to shoot Boromir at like you know a meter from him and then oh, Aragorn that shot is amazing and then oh it really is amazing and then Aragorn comes in and they have this great fight where he throws that's awesome is a bit where he throws a shield and it like pins him to the tree yeah it's nuts. And then Aragorn stabs him in the chest and Lurtz just like does this little like walks. He like, like drives the sword yeah, into him drives even the sword. Well, yeah, he does. And it's it's awesome. And then he cuts his head off. And it's amazing. It is. Uh, I love it. And even this, but even during this, all this, during all this, Mary and Pip have been taken. No, no one cares about them. But even, even this stuff here between Aragon and Boromir here, which has been set up extensively, their discussion here is great. Like Boromir is accepting Aragon as you know one of him. He's king. I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. What a great final line. It is fantastic. I do love this scene between them two. This whole thing in general is just... This is this is the scene that I do remember probably the most out of the film when I watched it the first time was the uh, the Sean Bean death with uh, Lurch. But let's get back to Frodo leaving on his own. Yeah, and we get voiceover of him remembering his conversation with Gandalf saying, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish for none of this. And then we get Gandalf's... So do all to see such times but that is not for them to decide all you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you but if you didn't know where Sam had been this whole time here he is just out of nowhere chasing Frodo down he wants to come with yeah and there's some there's some great lines here like Frodo's just like I'm going to Mordor alone of course you are and I'm going with you <laughs> Sam's great I love but- Sam you know, someone someone should have taught Sam how to swim because this guy just immediately drowns. How deep did that water get so quickly? Yeah. Well, he sinks pretty quickly, so it's probably not that deep. Maybe it's he just didn't know that you could just stand up in it. <laughs> you know, it's probably only like... You see his knees folded. <laughs> it's probably only like a foot and a half deep. and <laughs> He's just, he's just <laughs> horizontal with the water. <laughs> did you know that scene actually didn't happen? What? That scene did not happen. What do you mean it did not happen? The underwater scene with Sean Astin did not happen. Do you know why, Mr. Trivia King? Because it was actually Sean Austin? No, it is Mr. Astin. He was filmed in a, it was filmed in a dry studio with uh, fans making his cloak wave around and they added the water effects afterwards. Wow, that's hokey as. Hmm. I did not know that. What? That's, I think that's the first thing you've said. At least and it's today. right at the end. Yeah, no, good. But we get one of the all-time famous quotes from this trilogy. I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. A promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Oh, Sam, you're so cute. And the music as well, playing. It's very, very nice, very comforting. Yeah, but they send Boromir off the waterfall. That is actually a silicon shell of Sean Bean. That goes over that waterfall. 
Yeah. That yeah. was such a convincing looking dummy of Sean Bean that a crew member, while taking lunch orders, asked the other cast members if he wanted anything. Fascinating, Hendo. Is it because you didn't know about it? If you're going to come did you, like, with- shut off the tr- Did you shut off the trivia for the last 10 minutes of this movie? If you're going to come at me with trivia, can you make at least make it mildly interesting? I thought that Sean Aston drowning thing was pretty good. One time. One time you had a good bit of trivia. All no, right. but here's the, the fellowship have split up here. They have going on different time. journeys. Big time. So Merry and Pippin taken by the orcs. Sam and Frodo off on their own. Boromir's dead. Gandalf's fake dead. Spoiler alert. And you've got this trio of Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and they legit have nothing to do right now. They are standing <laughs> there like, well, shit. What are we meant to Should do? Should we go home? <laughs> No, they got to go save Merry and Pippin. Save those fantastic characters that are Merry and Pippin. And now I don't know about I don't know about you, Dean. Yeah, but I was under the impression this extended movie goes for three hours and forty eight minutes. So when I looked at the clock and it was roughly <laughs> at about three minutes twenty, I'm like, this is the end, though, isn't it? What? No, I always it keeps know going. the end of this movie as as uh, Frodo and Sam on the mountain, ready to head off. To Mordor. No. So I'm like, you, what happens see, after did this? Did you see the mid-credit scenes? I mean, I, I cannot believe that after this movie ended at three hours and twenty minutes, that there is another twenty minutes of a big special thanks to the charter members of the Lord of the Rings official fan club. Twenty minutes of names. Yeah, I mean that's what credits are, isn't it? Names. Thanking are you people. kidding? Yeah, nah. There's no mid-credit scene. It's very boring. I did. I did actually flick through uh, to see if there was anything of note there, but no, there wasn't. Oh yeah, I, I put it on. I put it on like the four. I, don't know, I put it on like the thirty-two speed to just scroll through it. Is there anything here? Anything? Don't call it a three-hour and forty-eight-minute film. All right. All right. I take it back. Special runtime of three hours and twenty minutes. Are they going to do that for the other two films? Yeah, it's actually the exact same credits. 27 minutes. Okay, well, at least I know I've, I can shave half an hour off the runtime from those two films. But that is it for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Indeed it is. Any last words? All right, Dean, what's your final thoughts on the first instalment of this trilogy? Uh, I love this movie. Uh, I think the characters are... I mean, they're not all great. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and say they're all fantastic characters. There are a lot of characters that aren't that great. You know, Legolas really just looks cool. Gimli, he's pretty dumb. Merry and Pippin, pretty pointless in this film. Even Sam, really pretty pointless. It really is just the Gandalf, Boromir, Aragorn and Frodo to a lesser ex- extent show. Um, but the world building that this first film does, you have to, you have to give it so much credit for. Like, I know they made all these three films at once, but this was for many people their first ever experience with these characters and going into Middle Earth. And I think what Peter Jackson and company actually managed to do is truly extraordinary. The scope of this film is incredible. It's got a really, it's really good, really good self-contained story. I know it is a story that is very much a part of a trilogy but I feel like you do get character arcs here with Aragon you know accepting that you know he is by rights you know next in line for the throne you get Boromir who you know is at grips with his own you know evil from within or at least the evil from you know 
outside of him in the ring and how much he as a man can resist temptation you've got Frodo who just wants to do things alone but does in the last scene accept that you know what I am glad that Sammy is here with me and starts to learn the value of friendship and all that jazz Mary and Pippin they don't learn anything but I just you've got the great death scene of Gandalf like as you say that scene is a, is amazing but the way this film made is made is nothing short of spectacular and with Without doubt, this is a amazing, outstanding from me. Okay, I expected nothing less. What about you, Mr. Henderson? This start of the Lord of the Rings trilogy blew me away. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I think with The Fellowship of the Ring, this is the only Lord of the Rings film that I'd seen twice before this. And, oh man, it was so long ago... I can I can barely remember half the things that happened in this film. The long runtime of this film, man, I thought it was going to be a slog. It was not. This is such a well-paced film. The entire first half, before they even get to the actual fellowship journey, I couldn't believe how well that was. The the setting up of this world, like you said, like with the Shire and how well that is constructed. The production design and the locations, the way it is shot is just absolutely gorgeous. The score in this film is, is I, I love it. I love it so much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this in one of my score rotations of film, like film scores that I listen to. It's that great. When we actually get to the fellowship journey, it doesn't, it doesn't let up. Like it continues on hard. The characters that we've grown to know over the first half of this film, adding in with the people or that you know the rest of the fellowship who we've met at the halfway point of this film, their interactions are fantastic. The battle scenes are insane. The costume design on these orcs and and all these other creatures that are here, you can tell there is so much love and effort put into this film. It is it is precise how well how they've gone about making this film. There's no muck there's no mucking around with this film. There's no shortcuts with this film. They have stuck to their guns and made a beautifully well-crafted film that, for me, is settling at a four and a half still. Not still. I'm pretty sure I had Fellowship of the Ring as a four, honestly, when I looked at it. It's a strong, strong four and a half. I do have a couple of slight issues in regards to, say, some, some CGI. Some of the characters are really not really, even there. C- CGI is your biggest gripe with this film, is it? I haven't finished. Some of the character development for some of these characters that we are going to have span over like three films here, I think they're really underused. And they like really who? could have been Legolas, Gimli, Pippin, Mer- Merry, maybe a little bit more with them. This is a this is a three and a half hour film and they could have done a bit more with those guys. Well, that's all I'm saying. If you're going to have them as, a, as part of the Fellowship of the Ring, the big crew here, let's get them involved a little bit more. Let's maybe like get a bit more... Bit more backstory about them. Legolas, Gimli, what do we know about them? Maybe we need to know a little bit more about them. You know what I'm saying? Of course you do. Still, I had an absolute blast watching this film. It is a fantastic spectacle. It's a four and a half, a strong four and a half star film for me. I actually, I cannot wait to see what happens with The Two Towers and Return of the King. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, mate, where is this going to sit on your rankings? I'm really, I'm genuinely curious because I don't know where this is going to, where this is going to land. Man, this is so tough. Yeah, I'd imagine it would be for you. What's with the condescending tone? No, that was, no, that was a genuine. I imagine it would be for you. <laughs> but me, oh, I did, I did so not easy. mean it like that. 
<laughs> it's easy. It's an easy spot for me. Is it because it's your Do you want me to go best, first? Is it because it's your best four and a half star film? Because it should be yeah, a five star that's film. That's exactly right. Out of the four and a half star films, this is the best for me. So that for me, Fellowship of the Ring sits at number twenty one for me. That is the quickest you have ever done that. Yep. Well, you're gonna take your time. I'll just get it out there now. Wow. Uh, I was just looking on letterbox of my all time favorite movies list, which admittedly is many, many years old. And I was trying to look to see where I'd put Fellowship of the Ring when I'd done this for, you know, some some inspiration. And holy shit, I have it like number 75. Really? I don't wow. think it's staying there. Nah, it's definitely not staying there. God, yeah. All right, let's look at five-star movies for me. All right, let's let's start at... Jeez, I'm going to start pretty high here. Okay, my number nine currently is The Pianist, and I think Fellowship of the Ring is better than The Pianist. Next, it comes to Kill Bill Volume 1. I know, it's weird. It's actually pretty similar to Kill Bill in regards to it being, you know, part of a, a grander story. Grander? Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Grander. That's weird. Grander. I was hoping you'd let it slide, but no. No gotta, way. you got to pick on me. Uh, Absolutely. Is it better than Kill Bill? I don't know. Like, I'm genuinely struggling to separate. This is actually the longest you have taken to to (sighs) even get to think about anything. I'm struggling to separate the individual movie from the collection with Kill Bill and with Fellowship of the Ring. Jeez, I can't wait to get to your rankings of Two Towers and Return of the King because I'm sure you're just going to stop right at these Lord of the Ring films. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm going to say it's better than Kill Bill. Okay. Next one is The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, you'll get back to me in like five minutes. I mean, it's hard. Could I, wa- could I watch a three and a half hour version of The Matrix and be so enjoyed, like enthralled by it? Probably not. Uh, all right, I'm going to say The Matrix is better than Fellowship of the Ring. So Fellowship of the Ring is going to wow. be my, my new number eight. I didn't see that coming after what you just said. Yeah, but I can't punish punish a movie. Like, they're so different. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I understand. I understand. No, that's, yeah. that's good. Number eight. Look at Number that. Number eight. Where did you have it? 21. 21. Okay. Pathetic. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there. And there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's a 
great hosting site with a great app to go with it. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on Public. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy. Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so over on Twitter. Hendo controls our main handle at the Movie Journey, and I am at Dean's 250 Journey. You can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Movie Journey, our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterboxd.com slash Dino underscore J88. Really rolls off the tongue. And you can find Hendo at letterbox.com slash Hendo. And we also have a new Facebook discussion group. Yeah, a little listener community going on over there. Yeah, head on over, join up. We'd love for you to be a part of the discussion. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And like we've said, if you screenshot your review and DM us, we'll send you out some new sweet, sweet merch. Or if you're really loving the show and want more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah, we've got over 70 episodes over there, including such classic film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series, as well as some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and even Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's right. There's also tons of benefits over there, early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So what's coming up this week, mate? Well, Dean, we're starting our new film series over on our Patreon, and the patrons have voted on the Harry Potter series. So we'll be we'll be paralleling the uh, Harry Potter series and the Lord of the Rings series... <laughs> At the same time. Two of the biggest franchises of all time. Yeah. What, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. It's kind of fun, though. They're, they're very fun and easy films to watch. So we're sort of cruising on easy street at the moment, I think. Yeah. So obviously the first movie coming up will be Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So can't wait to get to that one. We've actually got a couple of new patrons that have signed up recently. We've got to give a big shout out to. Yeah, big thanks to Tom Schutzer, Jacob Phillips, and The Vern for all joining up recently. So thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate your support. Yeah, we really hope you enjoy the bonus content you've got now. We really hope you enjoy our new Harry Potter series coming up. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. All right, mate, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. Aww. And would you believe it? We only have the one review. Really? I'm actually surprised. I would have thought more people would uh, have something to say. Apparently not. Let's see what they say about Two Towers and Return of the King. Hopefully more than what they have to say about this film. But we've got Brother Shane's review. Let's have a look at it. I haven't read the book. And to be honest, I've never been all that impressed with this movie. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. I remember it being hugely hyped when it came out, but my friend who read the book was like, it's not that great, and I concurred with him. I concur now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you concur? <laughs> I concur. Catch me if you can, Hendo. From memory, Two Towers and Return of the King lift this movie as you can't have one without the other two. As a first movie though, it's way too long. And I'd go further and say that if they had three and a half hours of awesome material to fill the movie with, then by all means, but they just don't. The first two hours or so is pretty good, but then the movie falls off for me. It gets boring. They're just wandering about. Fight some people. Fight some people. Escape. Wander again. Rinse and repeat. Occasionally meet up with new ally who has to accept their presence. So, that happened once, Shane. So many characters <laughs> in this as well, but most of them don't do anything. They don't have individual paths. They're all on the same journey. They're a fellowship, Shane. For better or worse. Action for this movie isn't that great either. CGI, special effects have not aged well. Generally, the colour scheme of the movie is quite drab and unappealing to look at. I disagree, Shane. It's not a bad movie, but without the other two, nobody would remember this. I mean, that's just stupid. Oh, Three stars. That's a, three, that's a, that's a rough one. Three stars from Shane. Oh, I recommend from Shane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, let's get to... Answer my question! Question, Where we asked is, what is your favourite Sean Bean death in film? Had to stipulate in film. Let's take a look at some responses here on Twitter. First one from Drew at the Real Feels Podcast. Winner, winner. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Ross Sharporn says Goldeneye. Interesting. 143 says Patriot Games. I haven't seen Patriot Games. Me neither. The 242nd says Equilibrium. Fevin Crossed says facing certain death and he looks it straight in the eye. Obviously, that's Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Last one here on Twitter from Fan Dummies Podcast. Definitely Lord of the Rings. All right. We'll take a look at our top five Sean Bean deaths here. And then we'll find out who's won our competition from our Facebook listener community and our patrons. And as usual, we start off with you, mate. What is your number five? I mean, it's got to be Holy Cows. You do realise that's not the name of the film? I don't care. Uh, just call it The Field, would you? Nope, it's Holy Cows. He gets run over by some cows and falls off a cliff. <laughs> Why are you calling it Holy Cows for? It's classic. The movie is called The Field. It's a classic Sean Bean death. Right, okay. Well, my number five is Black Death. Uh, I, I saw that death scene and that looked... That looked harsh, I must say. What about your number four? Okay, now we get to things I've actually seen. Uh, Equilibrium. To be fair, no one has seen Holy Cows. (laughs) To be fair, it was just a funny YouTube clip I saw. (laughs) Okay. Well, my number four is the aforementioned Holy Cows, a.k.a. The Field. I mean, seriously, just that death scene is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Interesting. My number three, Goldeneye. Okay, Goldeneye. Right, my number three is the film we just mentioned, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. My number two is Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, on to my number two, and I've, I've pulled a bit of a TV in here. I've gone with Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Fair enough. Uh, nothing wrong at all with that pick, except it's in the wrong spot, because that is my number one, Game of Thrones. What a death. Completely set the tone Fair for the enough. whole show. My number one... Uh, I I know I remember this death so much. One of my all-time favourite Bond films. It is, of course, Sean Bean as 006 in Goldeneye. Fair enough. All right, let's look at our joint top five here. From five to one, we have got Equilibrium, The Field, Fellowship of the Ring, Goldeneye, and Game of Thrones. Now let's take a look at who has won our competition. All right, Dean, our runner-up this week, and this this may be controversial, but the runner-up is Brother Shane. As he has gone for his top five in the fifth spot, N.A., he did not have a number five. 
but he had his number four, Equilibrium. Three is Fellowship of the Ring, two is GoldenEye, and one is Game of Thrones. So he got his, the four he chose were in our list, and three of them were in the correct spot. However, he didn't choose five, so... So we are punishing him harshly. We have gone for a disqualif- <laughs> disqualification. <laughs> but our winner overall this week is our awesome patron, Eliani Silvermist, and she has gone with her five, from five to one, Equilibrium, Fellowship of the Ring, Golden Eye, Black Death, and The Field. So four out of five, one dead on, with their fifth one as an honourable mention. So, well done, Eliani. We'll get in contact with you and we'll send you out some... Sweet, sweet merch. Thank you very much, Dean, for adding <laughs> your input there. Love it. And for next week's question of the week, since uh, Two Towers is going to be featuring a lot of uh, Schmeagol, Gollum, we're going to go with, what is your favourite Andy Circus performance? Yeah, there's a few to go off. Uh, some, you know, motion capture, some not. So, have at it. There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it's time to find out the results of the best 2010s film tournament. We've got a couple of matches to get through here in our, I believe it's the uh, final 16. Let's have a look. The first match here is the number three seed, Joker, against the number 14 seed, Coco. And the closest match we've had in a a fair while here, 51% to 49%. And it's Joker. Just creeps through here. Yeah, I'm surprised Coco did so well, to be honest. It was up for a while I'm as well. surprised that enough people remembered it. Why are you dissing Coco so nah, much? because of the song. Don't worry, you didn't get it. No, I didn't until then. Fuck's sake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, next, uh, the next battle we had was between Whiplash and Into the Spider-Verse, one of your favourite films there, the Spider-Verse one. Uh, we actually picked differently on this one, so we both went with our hearts. I thought that Whiplash would win. <laughs> you went with Into the Spider-Verse. And yep. not surprisingly to me, Whiplash wins 56% to 44 It sure does. So that means I'm pretty sure, because I had Mad Max correct, that brought me to three down, and then you win this. So I'm back to four down. Where you belong. Pretty sure it's four down. No, 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 sorry. I was two down. So at this current moment, I am still two points down, heading into the final eight. Very impressive. Is it? No, you're terrible. I think it's pretty shit. But speaking of which, that was the last match in our final 16. So we are up to our final eight in our best 2010s film tournament. Let's take a look at these matches coming up. First match here is the number one seed, Inception, against the number 41 seed, Logan. Ooh. Man, Logan. I think this is the. I think this might be the end for Logan. Oh, showing your cards a bit. Next, next Maybe. up we have number four seed Interstellar ab- against another Nolan film. Number twelve seed The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, three Nolan films in the final eight. Makes sense. Yep. What about this one? I I, I don't know what's going to happen here. The number two seed Parasite against the number thirty nine seed Mad Max Fury Road. It's a tough one. Tough one. And final match here. We have the number three seed Joker taking on the number six seed Whiplash. Okay, a couple of strong matches there. This is this is going to be an interesting uh, final here. I don't know what I'm going to do with two points down. I think I'm going to have to take a couple of chances Wouldn't here. Wouldn't it be great if Joker and Parasite won and then Joker beat Parasite? <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're dreaming there, mate. I think you're dreaming. So, what's next? It's the two towers. That's what's next. Two weeks of the two towers. Yes, yes, the two towers. Uh, can't wait to rewatch this again. Excellent. All right, so that is going to do it for the Fellowship of the Ring. We'll be back next week with the two towers, Dean. It's good to see you again on my screen. I'm sure we'll have a chat throughout the week. Hopefully, maybe. You're dreaming, Hendo. I'll talk to you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, thank you very much, listeners, for checking out the episode. We will see you next week for Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Bye.